0: Everybody, welcome to episode thirty of the Canberra Football Show. Russ is back with us today. The first, Michael, big thirty. It's come around pretty quick, like always.
1: Yeah, it really has, Matt. I mean, I, I mentioned it um, on the last episode that I was that I was on because uh, obviously I wasn't on last week because um, I was I was ill. But um, I was saying that the thirtieth episode was just around the corner, and it's um, a good milestone uh, to reach. We obviously reached the um, 25 episode quarter of a century um, milestone not not too long ago and now we've reached 30 episodes so I mean they just come thick and fast so um, but before you know it it'll be 50 and then you know 100 so we'll, we'll just keep on going.
0: Indeed and back with us today after quite a while Russ Gibbs you always seem to be here for the milestones at least.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I've been
0: uh, seems to be that I don't come when there's midweek games because my
2: family <laughs> want to see me at some stage. That's but, fair enough. <laughs> but when there's no midweek games, here I am. Now, it's been good, I've been really busy over the last few weeks with matches as well. We've had a lot of games on M Week Cup semi-finals and that kind of thing. So yeah, I always love coming in here to chat to you boys about football. It's been uh, great. It's great to see 30 episodes, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come as well.
0: There Thank certainly you. will be. Let's get started, everybody. MPL one we'll start with a match that um Russ and I commentated on. Michael, what was the score on this one?
1: Yeah, so it was Belcon and United at home uh, to, to Tuggeranong United. The um, the spoils were shared uh, in this one. A one-all draw uh, between the two sides. Uh, we had Bailey score uh, in the 44th uh, minute there uh, for Belcon and United. And who was on the score sheet for uh, Tuggeranong? Was it Gaia?
2: Marco Gaia. Gaia. Marco
1: Gaia uh, on the score sheet for Tuggeranong. So um, another point uh for, for Tuggenong United. They seem to be chalking up uh the the draws uh at the at the minute. Um not the best result for Belconnen at, at home either, but uh regardless, it's um another point gained uh for, for Tuggerong United in what has been a bit of a difficult start uh for, for them uh to start the 2021 uh season. Uh Matt, uh obviously you were commentating uh this one alongside uh, Russ. Uh, so do you just want to sort of break down how this uh, this contest uh, played out between these two teams?
0: Yeah, so it's sort of deja vu I, I think. Uh, safe to say, Tarram defended quite well in the first half, but Belcon had the majority of the chances. It wasn't really until the second half where Tarram really started to make their moves going forward. Guy and Peterkin I believe coming off the bench were critical to Tarram going forward and were able to force them, force themselves and get a goal on Belcon United but Belcon United, Darren Bailey once again with the goal, the Usual left-back or defender, once again, scores a goal. I think Fabricelli said it's hard to keep him not up front when he scored, you know, quite a bit this season. And uh, Luca Flores is once again great. He's had a he's had a different sort of role on this side. Not, he's not scoring as many goals, but he, he's more of a playmaker now, using his pace and skill down the wing and whipping the crosses. And he, he 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 got the assist for Bailey, and it was it was quite a good piece of skill. I definitely suggest people go watch it. Great run as well. But Tuggies United, yeah, once again, uh, Russ, were you able to find out if that was a record or something? Yeah, six, I've, been of, um, I've been doing a bit of six I've been
2: doing a bit of MPL research as well, and um, six draws in a row is a record. Um, the record number of draws in an MPL season is six. Um, that happened in two, two occasions prior to this. In uh, the first season in 2013 of MPL, 23 rounds, Canberra Olympic, I think it was, came away with six draws, and then there was another time um, when it was an 18-round competition when Woden Valley or Woden Western got six draws as well. So. Tuggeron well on the way to beating that record. They've levelled it already after eight rounds, but six draws in a row is a, is a record as well. And it's probably not one they want, but what it is also is a Tuggeron United record for unbeaten matches in a Premier League season as well since MPL started. So there's that to look forward to um, and that to, to, to give themselves a pat on the back about. However, um, six draws in a row, it must be frustrating for Mitch. Mitch is trying to put his um, finger on how they can start doing this. We mentioned in commentary on the weekend five of those six draws, I think they've come from behind to get a point out of as well, so they need to start a bit better, um, but they're not doing a lot wrong. I think they would be more disappointed with this one on the weekend, having played the final 20 minutes or so against 10 men after Isaac Clements was sent off. I think they would be a bit disappointed if they didn't kick on, although they were lucky to escape with the point um, when Dustin Wilson hit the crossbar late on with that strike, which Jacob Wiseman tells me he got a finger to, so credit to him. Didn't own up the other week when he handled it outside the air against Manero, did he? But <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll, we'll let him off. <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- we'll try not to get into that one. i sure there's still tensions flying about that one, to say the least. But in saying that, though, what uh, with Tugger and United, they're still on. They're on six points, so they're only one point behind uh, Manero, and they were they weren't last last week either. So with Manero getting this win, they're only one point behind. I think I said a few times on commentary, all both sides need is like a a couple wins and they're back into it the way everyone's beating each other. So do you sort of
2: foresee uh,
0: Taggart you know, that everyone's still got a shot at the moment? Yeah, of course. I mean, they've lost more games, uh, lost
2: less games this season than Canberra Croatia, who are second on the table, one point behind the leaders. Um, So, yeah, there's not an awful lot wrong with them. Unfortunately, they can't keep drawing games. Somewhere along the line, they've got to start winning some. Um, But they'll be confident of the fact that they've played everybody um, and they've only lost two. And and they've and they lost to Belconnen in the first round. Darren Bailey scored in that as well. They've got a draw this time around, so that's an improvement on that as well. If they can start picking up some wins, there's no reason why they won't climb the table. And we said it every week, and we we'll continue to say it. You can't pick these results. I mean, Darren Bailey, you mentioned his goal. That's his fifth of the season, his ninth of his career, and I think four or five of those have come against Tuggerong. He loves scoring against Tuggerong United. So, but for Mitch, yet yeah, I think. Still plenty of work to do. It's hard to be cross with your team when you've got lost for six games. Um, it's hard to be overly enthusiastic about the fact you've not won for six games. They've now not won, I think, for 12 Premier League matches in total, which is a lot. Uh, a long time. For Belconnen, though, um, a good point, I guess. Um, in the end, down to 10 men, I think they'll take that point. But they'll be disappointed they've not taken three as well. And that's the mark of the competition. Teams coming out, they expect to win. Um, and they're not. So... I think one-one on the balance was probably fair, but got him better in the first half. Tuggerong much better, as you mentioned, in the second half with the introduction of Peterkin and a great substitution by Mitch Stevens to bring on Marco Gaia, who scored within about a minute of coming on. So, honest, even and probably fair. Uh,
1: Michael,
0: any thoughts before we move on to the next
1: matchup? No, I think uh, both of you pretty much summed that up really well. I think obviously the biggest takeaway is the fact that Tuggerong, you know, just have to find a way. And I'm sure Mitch Stevens is sort of chomping at the bit to exactly pinpoint what he can do to turn these draws into um, some victories. So um, obviously there's some positives to take out of it, which is that it's their longest unbeaten stretch that you um, mentioned, Russ, but at the same time, that's, uh, it's taking away um, the ability to um, really build on um, getting some victories. Uh, So Obviously, there's there's obviously some uh, some positives to take out of this weird um, run that they're on with the with the draws at the moment. But hopefully, they can turn that into a victory um sometime soon. So um, we'll see if that uh, happens uh, in their next match.
2: And I think they're looking. Um, the transfer window app opens tomorrow, and they'll be looking for some players. And I know that Belconnen United have um, picked up Curtis Schaefer. Yeah, from really Brindabella Blues. So that's a good signing for them as well. He's going to add some pace and some goals to that attack too. So that'll probably free Darren Bailey, even though he has scored five goals mm-hmm. to go back to where he normally is at left back. Although he'll take some shifting.
0: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's a very good signing for Belcon United. We've talked mm-hmm. quite a bit about it. Curtis Schaefer in that regard. He scored again this weekend as well. We Mention that a little later in MPL too. But Michael, the next matchup. Canberra Olympic 1, Monaro Panthers 2, Ihegi with the goal for Olympic, and McLaughlin and Ahab with a penalty for Monaro Panthers. Pretty important victory for Monaro, Michael. How did this one sort of play out?
1: Yeah, I think it was an important victory, especially coming off their defeat of Canberra Croatia in that intense semi-final shootout, which was very tense, but a great result for Monaro, and they've backed it up here with with another win as well, so we talked about earlier on in the season how they were struggling to um, get results, uh, but but now they've um, you know gotten two very good um, results uh, back back to back, which is which is fantastic for the for the club and and Frank uh, going going forward. Um, uh, there were a few there were a few chances to to start the game, however, um, Monero um, have, have been a side that that are growing in confidence and. And that was highlighted when Dominici and McLaughlin uh, combined uh, really well. So they were playing short, intricate passes uh, to uh, set up the opening goal. So uh, we had um, McLaughlin play the ball to Dominici, make that run into the box. Dominici fed in the ball one-on-one with the keeper, just stuck it uh, into the bottom corner uh, to give them uh, a 1-0 lead at the break. Um, But Ihegi um, did really well to... Have that sort of striker's instinct, uh, one minute after the break. So, uh, finding himself just in the six yard area, of converting across from close range to get uh, Olympic back into it, uh, with the equaliser. Um, however, um, Monero then hit the front, uh, again, uh, from the penalty spot as Sam Haptamarian, uh, converted uh, his strike into the bottom corner to give Monero, uh, all three points. Uh, so, like I mentioned, it, it was a very important, um, win for monero um it's another disappointing result uh, for olympic who are in a bit of a rut um matt or, or russ or whoever wants to go first um to give you uh well to give your thoughts on on how this contest uh, played out played out Sorry. and i guess the importance of um monero getting uh, a victory on the back of their midweek uh win over camera Croatia
2: Yeah, I think it's vital that they got the three points on the weekend. You can't let that momentum slip from what they did on Wednesday night, which was... Quite remarkable, really. It was a very tense cup semi-final. Um, to go to Canberra Olympic and get a result, it's been hard for teams this year. So that's a good three points for Monero Panthers. And of course, there's a modicum of revenge for that first round defeat where they were beaten 4-1 at home. Um, the penalty decision that they got was perhaps on the soft side, but they've been plenty that they haven't got this year. So they'll look at they'll look just to the week prior to that one. I think it was Sam Haptameri himself who went down against Tigers and didn't get a decision. So swings and roundabouts, as they say, and uh, the Panthers um got a good three points. And I think the important thing, and you alluded to it when you were talking about it, the goal that they scored at the beginning with Tom McLaughlin's finish against his former team, um, that intricate one-two, first-time quick, swift and incisive passing that Monero Panthers did to score that goal, that's when they're at their best. And we've seen that sporadically this season, and we probably haven't seen that enough um, from Frank Aisha's point of view. I'm sure he'd say the same, because when they do that, there's not many teams in this competition that are better than them. At, at creating those kind of opportunities, we saw it very briefly in the first game of the season where they created they scored a really good goal against um, Canberra Olympic. We've seen it on and off since then, but not enough from their point of view. And I think they're finding a rhythm now. We thought they might do at this stage. I mean, we spoke about this um, off air a lot, Matt, as well, where it takes a while to get a gelling a unit together. Tigers have gone down the same path, they're finding a rhythm now as well, despite their result this weekend took them a while to do it, but I think they finally got there. Um, for Robbie Katnach, I think it's uh, a disappointing result in terms of that they got themselves back into the contest. Um, I assessor Heggie's goal, as you mentioned, was well taken. They created it nicely. Um, didn't create enough after that to get a point out of it, and they've not won now for a number of weeks, so they'll start to think, well, hang on a minute, we need to start picking some points up as well. But on the balance of this one again, I think it was a fair result, and the Panthers look forward to this weekend's cup final.
0: And Monaro Panthers are the only team out of the four teams in both the finals, men's and women's, to get a victory this weekend heading into there. So that's that's an interesting sort of statistic there for Monaro. But we mentioned <clears throat> we mentioned how sort of the the, the we sort of said, oh, because we were talking about the deja vu with um target on getting the draw again. And uh, if you look at the scoring, McLaughlin scored around sort of a similar time where Basilk scored in that first match and then straight away Olympic score coming out of halftime. So Manara will be glad that they were able to sort of not make sure it was deja vu and sort of come back and get the victory. It was, it was, it was a close, it was a close enough matchup, but this is a very important win for Manara. But like you mentioned, Olympic are going to have to start picking up some points soon because even though Tucker are just drawing um, uh, only drawing the moment, they're still uh, able to catch up to Olympic where they are now in that regard. All right. So next matchup is the United uh, one West Campbell. Wanderers two Thornton and, Pudyal? Pudel, Oh, geez, sorry, I completely got that one wrong. And Anderson with a goal in the last five minutes for Gengal and United. Another impressive away victory for West Campbell Wanderers. I believe this leaves them at the top of the table. That's and now? It does. There you go. So um, they continue to build off a great start to the season. They haven't lost too much this season. Thornton once again with a goal. He scored last week as well. Uh, he 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 also had a very good goal as well as Pudyal as well. Uh, Anderson's goal for the hosts. Unfortunately for them, left it just a little too late for them to get into the side because West Canberra have also been very good defensively this season uh, besides the match against Tigers. But they there was that streak where Tigers were scoring like five goals and six goals in their FA Cup match. That was the week where they were scoring 15 plus goals in the space of three games or something like that. It was insane for them. So West Canberra with a very important victory, like we said, top of the table. Also, your sister Silver's done such a great job with this side. It's been a full round of fixtures, Russ, from when we sat here in the first or second round when you were uh, last on the show. And your silver's really done well with this side, considering the first match against Bengali United, they lost
2: 4-1. It's done incredibly well. We talked about it in commentary with Steve Forshaw on the weekend, that game we did on the Sunday. And it's gone past the stage now where we're surprised. We can't be surprised no, by the results can't. anymore because they're consistent. And they're getting great results. And on the weekend, the first half was a bit of a non-event. There was a game of decisions, this one, really, for us. We had a new referee in from Wagga. Um, Fair to say, some of his decisions didn't go down well with either side. There was a penalty in the first half, which um, contact by Marco Jadric or Nith Gratian was incidental, if at all. Uh, Marco John missed the penalty. It was saved by Mason Interlandi. Then, of course, we had the the second half, where two goals in three minutes really changed the course of the game. Josh Laguda fumble one in his area, but it was noticeable that there was four Wanderers players hanging around for the rebound. Shane Thornton got, got on the end of it and scored, and then three minutes later, possibly the turning point of the game, there was an incident where Jacob Kite went down under a challenge from Jackson Paisler, and the free kick went to the Wanderers somehow. Most of us thought it would have gone the other way. From that free kick, though, didn't, didn't really defend the fact that nobody from a Gangalin shirt picked up Pordell, who'd made his run into the area, and he scored with a lovely flicked header, his first goal in NPL um, at this level, and it was a good goal too, and a very timely one. So that was a second decision, which we thought, well, might have gone the other way. And then, of course, there was the goal that Gungahlin scored. I mean, Roy Anderson almost gave himself up when he headed it down. I think he headed it into his arm, and it kind of fumbled its way scruffily into the nets. But swings and roundabouts again. We mentioned it before these things happen. For Ulysses de Silva, though, what a fantastic job he's doing with this group. At the start of the season, he had Lockham Fields and Adam Difrancheski as his centre-back pairing. Neither of them were there on the weekend available Um, So he had Seamus, Carr and Connor Bill in the centre-back pairing and they looked a really good unit as well. Everybody in that team has stepped up and done a job. They're very organised. When they lose possession, they're all back behind the ball. They're they're enthusiastic, they're effervescent, they run for each other and they create chances. And they don't create a huge amount of chances, but when they do, they're fairly clinical. And they took the two they got on the weekend. For Gungarling, they'll be disappointed. Come off the back of a 1-0 win over Canberra, Croatia... A good 1-0 win where they kept Croatia's chances to a minimum and scored one of their own. Uh, looked a different side when Felipe Bernardo Madrid came back off the bench for the second half. And I think having him back fit again is going to help them no end. It will relieve a little bit of pressure on Michael John. And young Miguel Goncaves came on as well. And I thought he was very good too. So maybe he's pushing for a start as well. Um, but take nothing away from West Canberra Wanderers. They started the day uh, in third, I think it was, and ended the day top um, because other results went their way.
0: And Michael, before we move on, when I chatted to Eulysis, uh, he, he talked about how he's not comfortable with his side being that underdog and uh, underdog side. And he said the only way to change it is by results. They're top of the table now, more than eight rounds in. They haven't just gotten results; they've impressed while they've been doing it. Is it safe to say that they are no longer the underdogs?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I honestly think so. Um, I mean, they've played fantastically well this season as a unit. They've been getting some fantastic results. They're obviously uh, top of the table uh, as it stands so they've they've had a fantastic start uh so far uh this season um and i think that yours deserves a, a lot of credit especially um for how he's gone about uh building this side uh through the complications um that they had in the shortened season last year to how they've bounced back um, and how he's sort of built this squad how he's wanted to sort of construct it is um, it's fantastic to see so i definitely think that uh, they shouldn't have that underdog uh, label next to them uh, anymore because they've been the most consistent side uh, in the competition, and that's warranted their first place uh, in the table. They're, they're a great side, and that they'll have a fantastic year, I'm sure of it, uh, to, set so to continue. Well, they've played everybody now, haven't they?
2: And they've yep. um, they've come
1: back in. They and
2: the only team that's beaten them uh, is the Tigers off the back of that. Gengarlin obviously won against yep. in round one, but now they've come back and beaten Gengarlin. So they played everybody and they'll look at it and go, well, there's no one in this league that we fear and, and the way they're playing. I don't see why they should. Um, he's got a good group of players on the bench as well. that are coming through that he can bring on. And I want to shout out to the uh, young reserve goalkeeper, Callum cook. He played in the under 23s on the weekend as a striker um, and got himself a goal, which was, which was nice for him. Um, I don't think his teammates were too impressed. They're like, we're never going to hear the end of this uh, <laughs> because not often your keeper gets on the score sheet, but fair enough to him. And, uh, yeah, great for Ulysses De Silva. And can they keep it up is the question now. They've, they've um, proved everybody wrong after eight rounds. We've got a long way to go still.
0: Um, it's important that they kick on. And, Michael, what is our next matchup?
1: Yeah, so our next matchup is uh, Canberra-Croatia uh, up against Tigers FC. Um, Canberra-Croatia coming back with a bounce-back win after losing to Gungan last week, um, getting the victory 2-1 over Tigers, Um, Verkic and Kalfas on the score sheet for Croatia uh, whilst uh, Galevski found the back of the net for Tigers. uh, Canberra Croatia, a a big win for them, like I said, uh, to come back and and get these three points um, considering uh, the performance that they had last week against Gungal and United, not picking up uh, any points coming away from that contest. Um, But um, you know, it was a great bounce back uh, win for them in terms of them having to come from uh, behind and face a little bit of uh, adversity. Obviously, uh, falling uh, behind just before uh, the halftime break through golevski's goal from outside the box. Um, it, they showed a lot of resilience to come out in the second half and and look to attack, and and that's exactly what they did. Um, and and creating chances, and that's what uh, resulted in in their two goals uh, through uh, Verkic finding the bottom corner with uh, with a great left footed. Uh, shot uh, before Kalfas, um got brought down uh, in the area by Jacob Cole. Um, it was a bit of um, a bit of a heart in your mouth moment when he um, stepped up to take the penalty. It was saved by uh, Cole, but it fell straight into Calfass um, Kalfas, path. Sorry to hit home the uh, the rebound, uh, which obviously um, gave them the three points uh, in the end. But it was it was a very exciting uh, contest by um, two uh, very good teams, like you said, Russ. Um, Tigers FC have, uh, have had a lot of, obviously, new additions to this team. And um, like you were mentioning about Monero, it's about sort of finding that balance and that connection within the playing group. And I think that that's really shining through, even though they didn't get the, the result that they were hoping for against um, Canberra Croatia. Um, they're playing better and better every week. And obviously, there's a lot, of, there's a lot more familiarity be- between the players, um, and, and that's what uh, made it such a good. Uh, what what made it such a good contest uh, in the end? What, what were your thoughts uh, on this one, Russ?
2: Real test of character for Canberra Croatia, and they passed it with flying colours, having lots of chance to go top. Of the table against Gingale in the week before when they lost one nil then to get knocked out of the FFA Cup which make no bones about it that was the competition they were really focused on this year they'll admit to that as well it was one that they picked the squad for they were desperate to get into the round of 32 and it's not to be for them this year losing on penalties so going into that comp that match on the weekend Daniel Colbert unavailable as well Luke Pilkington wasn't there either all of a sudden you're thinking well they're flat how do they lift themselves up from this? And a visit at the Tigers probably the best thing for them. And you saw it in the first half. It wasn't the best game in terms of um, in terms of uh, quality, but it was end-to-end and it was exciting and there was not much midfield, was there? And it was back and forward. And the Tigers got the goal, as you mentioned before, half-time, really well-constructed goal. Sam Whittier was was um, instrumental in that. Good finish from um, Josh Galeski, he seems to have found his feet now, having not scored in the first few rounds. And now he's got a couple in two weeks. Um, again, this is a better result for the Tigers than they got at home uh, in the first game of the season, but they'll be disappointed they didn't hold on. Just a testament to New Greenwich and the strength of his squad, though. He can bring in Marco Verkich into a position which perhaps he isn't 100% um, sure of. He's more of a defender than that midfield role that he put him in, and he comes up with a superb equaliser, a left-footed goal. I mean, he doesn't get many Marco Verkich, but when he does, they tend to be good ones, don't they? Got a cracker against West Canberra Wanderers at Melrose Synthetic last year, and he got this one here, and when they needed something to go their way, it did. Matt Gurdwish's pass for, for Nikos Kalfas for the penalty was sensational. Uh, lovely ball, great take. Um, Jacob Cole did nothing wrong, but Kalfas sold him um, and got the penalty. It wasn't a good penalty, but and Cole saved it, but you, know, you get a bit of luck and it goes your way, and Kalfas tucked it away. And they've come away with three points and three points, which at halftime left them looking at a sizable four-point margin to the Tigers. And the Tigers having a... Little bit of a cushion at the top of the table, suddenly everything turned round and Tigers went from first to third. Canberra Croatia consolidated their position in second, closed the gap, and West Canberra Wanderers went top. And that's the kind of division we're working with this year. Um, but a real test of character for um Dini Greenwich team, as I said, passed with flying colours. They needed to might kick them on. Um, they'll be as you know really, really keen to get this league Championship under their belt now having missed out on the FFA Cup for Tigers. Disappointing for Ryan Grogan's team, but they've got big fish to fry this week. Um, you know, they're, they're, if you said to them, we sat here next Monday and they've won the FFA Cup and you are given them the option, you lose at Croatia, but you win the FFA Cup. I'll take it. You'd take that every day of the week, wouldn't you? So uh, it's not terminal for them. Um, they'll bounce back from that, but a good three
1: points for Croatia. Matt, any thoughts on this one before we move on? Yeah, I thought it
0: was... Like, like Russ said, great uh, test of character to come back from behind against this Tigers side, who are arguably the most informed side heading into this matchup. And it was a good bounce back from the Monaro loss as well. Campbell Croatia have hit, they've hit the crossbar quite a few times in their previous matches uh, against. They did it against Gungal and they did it against Manaro. I'm pretty sure they did it the week before as well. So for them, they would have felt like they've created all these chances, but they haven't been able to finish enough. So this will, you know, this will just sort of reiterate that they you know, that all the chances they're creating, they, they got to start putting more in the back of the net. Now they are. When you create as many chances as they do, eventually um, those goals will come. They were coming at the start of the season. It was just a little patch where they weren't, but now they're, now they're back to winning ways and they, now they get a week off like um, most other clubs and go at it again. And they'll hope to not um, be the seventh draw for Tuggeron United, as we'll mention very shortly. Uh, So, are we ready to move on to the uh, quick previews, Michael?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so round nine uh, fixtures we have first uh, up. We have West Canberra Wanderers at home to the Monaro Panthers. Uh, Saturday, June 12th, uh, one fifteen at Melrose uh, Synthetic. Um, I'm going to go for a West Canberra Wanderers win. Um, they're, they're just playing really good football at the moment, scoring some uh, some great goals. Um they're the, they're the most informed one of the most, or oh, obviously the most informed side in the competition, top of the league. They're playing fantastically well. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back them to get the win over Manera. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with West Campbells on this one. Uh, now Monero <laughs> obviously do play in the um, in the FFA Cup. I don't considering it's a weaker sort of midweek match, I don't think that's gonna have much bearing on this matchup. Uh, so I'm going to go with West Canberra. I just think just their form at the moment is just insane and they're just playing really well and their defensive uh, abilities at the moment is really, really good. Everyone's working for each other. Well, but in saying that I think it is going to be a pretty close matchup. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in this one. So do you have any thoughts on this one, Ross?
2: Yeah, I disagree with you in some respects the fact that they are playing in the FFA Cup final this weekend. It all depends on what the result is for me. Um, if they win that game, Against the Tigers on the weekend, the boost that will give them for the rest of the season is massive, and I think they'll go to this into that fixture with West Canberra Wanderers on an absolute high. Conversely, they lose the match. um It's difficult to recover from being that close to to national competition and big competition and potential huge cl- uh, clash with an ad team. It, it is what we said with Canberra Croatia about how you lift yourself from that, so I think that will have yeah. a bearing on it. however. West Canberra Wanderers at Melrose Synthetic are a really difficult team to play against. In saying that, they've lost twice at home this season as well, and the Panthers are hitting some form. What I will say is if the Panthers too, do win, it's going to throw the league wide open again, isn't it? And they're going to be right back in the mix. It certainly will. I more just meant physically, because there's a yeah, won't Yeah, physically a... won't hurt them. Yeah, And they've got a big enough squad to not worry about it anyway, I think. But physically, I and mean, you're right, mentally is the challenge for them. and it, Either way, worth watching that one, because it's going to be a
0: cracker. And there might be some, there might be some new signings as well. Who knows? Uh, by that point, there will be another week to go in that regard. Michael, what what do we have next?
1: We have uh, Belcon United at home to Canberra Olympic, um, June twelfth, three pm, uh, at O'Connor uh, Enclosed. Uh, is it? Yep, O'Connor Enclosed. No, oh no the no McKella the McKellar. McKellar. So, McKella, McKella. Yeah, at McKellar. Yeah, that's yep.
2: our that's our coverage game on Saturday. <laughs> so we're going to McCalla. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm going to go with uh, Belcon United uh, in this one. I know that they um, got the draw against Tuggeranong United. It's not the result that they were hoping for, but um, I expect them to bounce back, especially against a Canberra Olympic outfit that's um, really struggling uh, at the moment to um, get results, um, which they weren't struggling with to start the year. They started the year really well, but they've obviously fallen off a little bit. Um, So I'm going to go with the home team here.
0: I'm going to agree. I think, and I also think Curtis Schaaf is going to make a good difference for this Belconnen side. That should be his first yep. matchup, I believe, for Belconan competitively. Uh, it allows, if Michael Menzer isn't completely fit, uh, that allows him to play as well. It allows David to go back. Or they showed this weekend they can play uh, with two at the front and still create a whole lot of opportunities. For them, it was sort of like Croatia before this matchup. They've created quite a few chances. They haven't been able to finish as many as they would have liked. I'm going to go with Belco, but I don't think there'll be a lot in this one as well. I'm yes. just, I I think Schaefer is going to make a really good impact in MPL one and it very well could start against Olympic. Was, Any thoughts? Yeah, it was 2-2 last time they played, wasn't it? I think it might have been yeah. me and you that did
2: that one, I think, at O'Connor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a good match to watch, and Olympic probably should have won that. Um, since then, though, both sides are going in contrasting different directions. The Olympic have failed to pick up many points since then. Well, and have been picking up points as well. So we'll be at that game um, on the Saturday at 3 o'clock, second visit to McKellar in, in three weeks. And... Uh, I think Belconnen United might just have a bit too much for Canberra Olympic on that on that day. Um, probably a bit more experience. Again, though, you wouldn't write Olympic out of it, uh, but they need to start picking up some points. Form would suggest, though, that the Blue Devils will come home with three.
1: Yep. So our third match is Tagadong United at home to Canberra, Croatia, um, June 13th, Sunday, 3pm at Canberra. Um, I'm going to go for a Canberra-Croatia win um, here. Uh, especially on the back of that very important win that they just got uh, over Tigers. We talked about their resilience and overcoming um, that deficit um, at halftime where their back was a little uh, up against the wall, uh, being behind, and then they showed uh, great character to come back and win that one uh, 2-1. So I expect that to uh, carry over into the Tuggeranong uh, United game. But you never know, it could very well be seven draws in a row or on might sneak it and then cause a bit of a shock through through the competition, but um, I'm going to stick with Canberra Croatia. I'm
0: going to go with, a, I guess, a historic seventh draw. I just think Tuggeron have shown how well they have played defensively. And I think what was important for them was that second half performance against Belcon and they came out and they were a lot more positive going forward than they were in the first half. It proved that the players that, that come off the bench can make a difference if the game isn't completely going their way. I'm going to go with a draw for this one, but it, it could swing um, either way. Any thoughts on this Don Ross?
2: Well, I don't think Canberra Croatia have won at Canberra for six years now. Um, this will be 2021. 2015, I believe, was the last time they picked up a victory at Canberra away to Tuggerong United. For some reason, it is their bogey club. It's a tough place to go and get get some points. Um, you, you keep mentioning Tuggerong's draws I wouldn't put it past them to be able to hold out again for another point here um, or to come away with a win. But as you said, Croatia in good form as well. It'll be a really hard game for Dean Grinch's team. Um, to find out what happens, you can tune in and watch it. We'll be there live on the Sunday as well at Can Bar, On the new scaffold on the opposite side as well. It's actually so. coming this week. <laughs> I'm it's there. It's there. You can use it on the weekends, But we'll be using it for that game on the 13th. You'll have a whole new view if you've never been to Canberra before of what it actually looks like on the other side. So it's going to be a good game, that one. And I think Miss Stevens will be looking at it and going, well, no better time to break our drawing streak than by beating the league champions. You yep. know how to fixture.
0: And next up, Michael.
1: Yeah. So lastly, we have uh, Tigers FC uh, at home to Gungahlin United uh, Sunday, June 13, 3 PM at Nijong Oval there out in Cooma. Uh, this one's, this one's very tough. Uh, I'm, going to side with um tigers fc um i expect a bit of a bounce back uh for them against um against gongarland but gongarland are, are in similar shoes uh in terms of looking to um bounce back from, from a loss uh so both teams will be eager uh obviously in this contest to get back in the winners column to get three points um but uh, i'm going to stick with uh tigers uh, to, to get the victory here. Uh, although they did lose uh, to Canberra Croatia, I think that over the last sort of three, four weeks, they've looked really good. Um, and, and they're sort of just continuing to build on um, the sort of um, philosophy and foundation that they've set for themselves in terms of um, their, their playing style and the, and the players that they've got in there at the moment. Like you said, Russ Galevski's sort of finding his feet now uh, as well in front of goal, which I'm sure um, th- th- they've loved. Um that, and that's obviously why they brought him in to, um, for him to rediscover that sort of scoring touch that he displayed at Monero. Um, so I, I'm going to go for Tigers FC to get a home win here.
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to go Tigers as well. They're just in really good form at the moment. And unfortunately, Gungalian United just aren't able to have that consistency there. Like they had the Croatia game and then they had this one and there's been several, yep. we could mention several matches where they've won and then they've lost or the one and they've drawn and they've, yep. And they just haven't been able to keep it, um, keep that consistency going. And I and and obviously, there is still that mental, um, aspect, like Russ mentioned. I just think that Tigers at the moment are in really good form and they, I think, they might just get the victory. Any thoughts on this one before we move on to MPLW, Russ?
2: Yeah, just quickly, I think it's going to be a tough one for Gunga. And it's always a hard place to go anyway, Nijong, but in the depths of winter as well, when it is not a very nice place to be when it's um, in terms of the weather um, it's going to be hard for Gangalan, I think to get a result there, the Tigers at home are a good side but you know, Gungahlin will have Felipe Benambo Madrid back in the 11th you important. would think and I think that's going to make a, a big difference to them so don't be surprised if they get something from this match because uh, Marcel Munoz has got a really good culture and team spirit at that team and again we'll refer to the fact that it's the cup final week and what Tigers get a result in that, how it will be mentally for them afterwards but Everything
0: would point to a Tigers win, you would think. And Michael, we'll quickly, just let you know you've taken the lead in MPL 1 tipping comp. I got a big fat zero this week uh, for the second time, and you got two. So you've broken away 10 8 in MPL <laughs> 1 in that regard. All right. Now up MPLW, we've got Wagga City Wanderers, zero, Belconny United, four, Ewan Bomford with two, and Backhouse with a goal over there at Gissing Oval. So it was 4-0 over there. Another strong victory for Belconia United. As, a, as they now go level, they take advantage of Canberra Croatia falling to the CUA, like we'll mention shortly. At, and they're now on top of the table. And I believe they are ahead on points. No, not, not on points, on uh, goal difference. Goal difference. I don't know why it said points there. Um, so, yeah, it's a big one uh, for the confidence of Belconia United because they did have, obviously, the loss to Canberra Croatia. And then they did have the draw against West Canberra Wanderers. Uh, Walker City did well to hold them out for periods of the game though. They only conceded one goal with um, a ball over the top, which has been their Achilles heel so far in terms of their defending this season. Uh, But they'll be a little disappointed that they had a few defensive mistakes for the other goals in the box. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on this one Ross? I think we spoke to Michael Zukoski
2: before the cup semi-final and he was talking about how important goal difference might be yep. this season. And I think he's spot on at the moment because they got the result they needed, Belcon with a four 0 victory. Um, it's always hard to go to Wagga City Wanderers and get a result anyway. It's a long road trip and it's good to come away with a win for them. And it's really opened everything up, hasn't it? Cause we're going to talk about the other results in a moment, but all you can ask for when you go away from home is a professional performance, three points and a clean sheet. And they've got exactly that. And, Congratulations to Riley Ewan for her first goal at WMPL as well. She scored a couple in the Charity Shield, showed us what she's all about. Now she's off and running um, another attacking weapon he's got at
0: his disposal. And another couple of goals for Bonford as well, who's really made her mark on this Belcony United side. Michael, any thoughts before we move on?
1: Yeah, just quickly. I think obviously it was a very important uh, victory for Belcony United, uh, seeing as though what they've um, experienced over the last. Uh, a couple of weeks in terms of results uh, obviously they had a very good start to the season but they've hit a couple of uh hiccups obviously uh, running into canberra croatia and losing those games but um i think uh to come out and defeat a very uh resilient wagga city side will um, boast them well uh going forward obviously you've touched on the fact that they're now uh top of the mplw uh, uh, ladder uh, by uh goal difference and from what i can see here they've um they're high ho- the goal difference that they've got there so they're tied with canberra croatia on 19 points uh but their goal difference is um 29 and canberra croatia have 23 so they've got a six six goal differential there which could boast um and prove uh, very important um down the latter end uh of the season so um a, a great win uh for for bolcon united most definitely
2: a quick thing for um, Sam Gray and Wagga City Wanderers. I know they've had a few season-ending entries to their players, so they are on the lookout for some more talent to add to their squad as well. So if you're in that area or you fancy a trip to Wagga every other week, give Sam Gray a call And Wagga City Wanderers. They're a great club and they'll look after you as well. And they do develop some great footballers down there who go on to better things as well. So it's a good nursing uh, nursery for them to play in. So if you're interested, give him a buzz.
1: Yeah, so our next matchup up is uh, Canberra Olympic uh, getting a, a great win. Uh, against uh, the informed West Canberra Wanderers. Uh, so that was a 1-0 victory for Olympic uh, with Sykes getting the goal in the 56th minute, which proved to be the difference. Um, a big three points uh, for Canberra, Olympic most certainly. Um, so it was, it was a good victory for them in their third uh, clean sheet of the season, uh, which they'll be very pleased about, Um you know, they, they've really improved uh, defensively uh, in, in recent times, and um, it shows that, um, you know, um, that the sold this display, sorry, that, that, that they've been able to put on, which has resulted in these clean shades and how defensively um, great they've, they've been over the last uh, few weeks. So, um, it, that's just a testament to them and how well they've performed, and obviously, picked up a very big victory. Um, against West Canberra Um, Sykes on the score sheet again for Olympic. We're so used to saying that Um, she's normally, you know, a a constant on the Canberra Olympic uh, goal scoring uh, sheet. So uh, kudos to her Um, on the other side, that this is West Canberra's uh, first loss in five matches. Uh, And just like Canberra, Croatia, we'll be heading into the Fed cup final uh, with a loss. So uh, the, the 61st uh, minute straight red card to Tiana Jaber uh, for comments made uh, to, to the ref means she might miss out on the Fed Cup final this weekend. Uh, we're not so sure about uh, the ultimate um, determination in regards to that um, and how that will play out before that final. Uh, Russ, what did you make up of, of this uh, matchup? Obviously a huge win uh, for Canberra Olympic, which puts an end to... Um, some great form that West Canberra um, have been able to put in over the last month or so.
2: Yeah. win not without its controversy, the winning goal, there was a huge amount of chat, whether the ball had gone out of play before the cross was put into the penalty area for Ash Sykes to nonchalantly notch, what I think was her 10th goal of the season in all competitions as well, which is a great return so far from Ash Sykes. But um, yeah, I think uh, MS Stambury and West Canberra Wanderers felt very aggrieved on a number of calls that they feel didn't go their way on the weekend and, As you said, the red card to Tiana Jaber is is huge um, for their prospects ahead of the cup final. Um, From my experience, I believe if you get sent off in a league game, you do miss the final. I think Mm -hmm. it's happened in the past before. Whether or not that's changed again this year, we're at the winds of the regulations and the interpretations of those regulations from Capital Football. And I'm sure they'll make a determination earlier in the week as to what will happen there. And Emma Stanbury and her team will obviously be hoping that Tiana Jaber's is available because she's such a quality player and brings so much to that outfit. Take nothing away from Canberra Olympic, though. It's a big win for them because it's put them three points above the Wanderers on the table and puts them into the top four positions at the moment, even though we've got a long way to go, we're into the second third of the season. But, you know, Nicole Begg's team get their fourth win of the campaign. Ash Sykes scores again. Um, And more importantly, I think for them, they kept a clean sheet, which is huge um, for them as a club. And it will give them a huge amount of
0: confidence heading into weeks ahead. Especially considering they had those rounds of matches where they were playing well, but they conceded quite a bit. So that's why, with like Michael mentioned, with the three clean sheets, uh, it'll just keep building their confidence because we all know what they can do in that attacking version. But yeah, you mentioned Tiana J, but that is such a massive (laughs) loss. She is missing that final. We still don't know yet because she's made such a difference um, with this side she's added to their defensive abilities with uh, Whitfield. Uh, um, and then also she adds a lot going forward, helping Maguire and and Mackenzie um, as well is the one I was, I was thinking of. She did really well against Gungal and for the matches I saw uh, that, that I commentated, she did really well. So you'd have to think that she would have been detailed for Brittany Pulumby. I, I think
2: from my own personal experience that she would have been the one that probably picks up Britt Pulumby in that final um, considering the, yep. the quality that Poulombi brings to the to the team and the way she can change a game. Um, so if she's not there, I'm sure that's going to be a huge, huge blow.
0: Indeed. Uh, are we ready to move on to the next matchup, Michael? All yeah. right. We have Canberra United Academy 3. Canberra Croatia won massive victory for the Academy. Babic, uh, Sasha Grove and Nadia Zakman with the goals for the Academy and Britt Poulombi with the penalty for Canberra. Croatia, I don't... Canberra Croatia, I'm sure, would have been expecting CUA to come at them with a lot of intensity, but I don't think they were expecting them to come at them with that sort of intensity. So early on Babbage scoring the third minute uh, we met, we've mentioned this intensity that um, Vicky Linton is brought to this side that we didn't see last season. Uh, she's really made a difference. To this side, they fight for every ball. They're pressing as high as they can, but they don't do it for the whole 90 minutes. They do it in pieces and they save conserve their energy. So at the end of the match, if they need to, you know, make their moves like they did in this match, then they can do it with still quite a bit of energy there. Uh, now, some of their goals might have been a bit fortunate uh, with one of them being a deflection, but Hey, you have to take advantage of those chances. And let's not forget it was the pressure from CUA that sort of created, you know, those opportunities as well. So credit to them. They had, that was a fantastic performance from them. And, they're looking really good for the top four at the moment. I know there's still a long way to go, but they're doing really well, uh, Vicky Linton's side. In terms of camper though, they did create a lot of chances. Chloe Lincoln had some fantastic saves. Go back and watch some of those saves if you, if you do. Absolutely brilliant saves. Her, her, her best one's probably the one, I think, was from Fogarty where she saved it in the top corner. Great leaping save. And then one where she stopped, I think it was Brittany Palombi coming in the box. She came out off her line, stopped her near the edge of the box to deny her shooting in that regard uh that, uh that young lady did a terrific job in goals and she's definitely a future of the CUA that's for sure with the performances she put in but yeah Camber Cresher created a lot of opportunities to, to say the least so I'm sure they will be annoyed with the loss I'm sure they'll be annoyed that they were denied quite a few opportunities because in any other game in any other day on any other day they probably would have scored half of them but Chloe Lincoln was just in superb form. So not the way they would have liked to enter it, but hey, West Canberra Wanderers are also entering into that final with a loss as well. So it's sort of even in that regard. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this one, Russ?
2: Well, sometimes you get a team that you can't play against. I mentioned it against Tuggerong and Canberra Croatia at Canberra, And it seems to be that Canberra Croatia's Achilles heel at the moment is the academy. They had to come back from two down, I think, in the opening match of the season to get a point. And this time they couldn't recover from from uh, two down to uh, three down in fact to get back into this one and um, what it does do is it potentially makes a two horse race now a three horse race um, another entrant if you like into that top echelon because I believe that puts Canberra United Academy a couple of points behind the top two now and they've now shown that they can they can win against the lead champions and they'll have no fear and they don't carry any with that Vicky Linton side they've only lost once this season so have the top two as well so there's nothing in it amongst them, and it was a great performance from the youngsters from the academy and what they showed as well as well as their their verve and and the attacking intent that you talked about, was a little bit of steel yeah. and a little bit of 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 mischief and a little bit of um i guess you know I guess it was that. Bit of fight that you want to see in players that you wouldn't normally see at that age, and they, yeah, they did
0: frustrate Cameron quite a bit yeah. in that regard. Yeah,
2: they weren't—they weren't there. There were no no reputations on the line, and they were looking at it going, "Well, I, I don't care who I'm playing against; just going to get stuck in, start ruffle a few feathers." And um, yes, they can play pretty football, but it was good to see them getting involved in the uh, steelier side of it as well. Great performance from the academy.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing some more. Any thoughts on this one, Michael? Before we move on,
1: I think it's a it's a fantastic um, performance uh, by. Canberra United Academy uh, I think considering uh the fact that it, it seems as like at the start of the season they were still trying to find their way uh a little bit but I mean over the last sort of few weeks that they, they, they've been um playing some great football and gotten some uh great results and this result here just really highlights that uh I think so uh they'll be definitely looking to uh continue that uh moving forward and mm-hmm. Like you said, Russ, just adding another team into the mix that that that's um, looking at finals football. Uh, but th- there have been a, a number of sides that have been impressive uh, in in the NPLW uh, this season. I've been very impressed with the quality um, spread out across the competition. So, um, well done to Canberra United Academy. It's a great win uh, for them against um, Canberra Croatia, the defending premiers.
0: The competitiveness has definitely picked up in that regard in MPLW, to say the least. Maddie Moore and, and uh, Jeremy mentioned it plenty of times on the show. Michael Ardra
1: as well when they were on the show for MPLW. So we had Tuggeranong United at home to Gungahlin United. Um, and Gungahlin United picked up a much needed win uh, 4-1 away from home. Uh, Tuggeron, uh opened the scoring the sixth minute uh, through McGee. Uh, and then Gungahlin scored four unanswered goals after that through uh from the penalty spot, Pennyfield, uh, Sander and Stella DeMarco. Um, obviously, it, it's a result that Dung Island United uh, desperately need considering how things have been sort of transpiring over the last three, four weeks in terms of results and them not sort of being able to find a way to to break teams down and, and, and get results. Uh, they, they seem like they're in a bit of a real rut and we, and we talked about that in previous uh, episodes and just Sort of uh, pointing out when or how they were going to get themselves out of it because we know how good of a team they, they are. Um, it just happens to some teams sometimes where um, you, you just find yourself in a position where um, you, you just can't get results no matter what you do um, and and what you do on the field. It just isn't transpiring to then getting three points and the results that you need to climb up the table. So um, it's good to see Gungal and United um, get out. Um, and, and get a victory, um, even if it's at the expense of Tuganong United. But it's great to see Tuggeranong United Um it, in the instance of um actually um coming out aggressive and actually taking the lead uh in this in this match because it's something that we've talked about of them, how they've struggled, obviously. Um and um it just the different things that we have discussed that um that we've raised in terms of concern uh, for them and their playing group going forward, but I mean it's fantastic to see that they still put in the effort week in, uh, week out, and I mean uh, that effort um, obviously warranted a, a great start to the game for them to um, take the lead in that game uh, against Gungahlin United, which is fantastic uh, for the club, and hopefully they they can just build on that without looking too much at the result um, it, itself. Um, Russ, do you have any thoughts on on this one?
2: Yeah, it was only their second goal of the season, wasn't it? Maddie McGee yeah. scoring for them and Zoe Terry, I think, got them first. They don't score many and that's obviously a struggle when you're um, at the bottom of the table, you need to score more. Um, the only disappointing thing, I think, from their point of view was once they got in front, which they threatened into two against Belconnen um, a couple of yeah. weeks ago as well, is that they couldn't hold on and they conceded a penalty again and it gave Gungardin a way back into the contest. Now, when things are going against you, things are going against you. Poor old Steph Coates, I think she's conceded yeah. three penalties in, in two weeks now. Um but for Gungahlin's point of view, won the first three of the season, lost the next four. So good for them to get back to winning ways. I think um, they're still struggling to come to terms with their cup semi-final defeat as well. Uh, that was disappointing from their point of view. They would have hoped they would have been beating West Canberra Wanderers in that. Uh, maybe this is the monkey off the back for them. Good three points. Puts them back into t- to 12 points, up into fifth. Uh, they would have been disappointed that the Academy beat um, Canberra Croatia as well, because it opens up a five-point gap between those two sides. But Canberra Olympic are within touching distance. West Canberra within touching distance. Six teams realistically pushing for four spots. It's uh, going
0: to be a good second half of the season.
1: Absolutely. Matt?
0: Like you mentioned, important bounce back victory for Gungal and United. Uh, you mentioned, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned Brid- Bridget Sanders' goal as well. That was uh, very good from Gungal and United. Great shot from just on the edge of the box. Terrific stuff there. In general, though, it's... Uh, this is more for the confidence to get it back up, get it going, because we all know that they've got the quality and they know how to play. Just look at how they started the season. They scored nearly as many goals as they did in the whole seven matches last season. And Stella DiMarco is operating a little more, a little further back in midfield. And you can see that the uh, chances are flowing a little more now. And uh, they're, they're going to start pushing again as well. We mentioned last week on the show how important. Uh, let's see how they bounce back. Ghana United hadn't been in that position in uh, to be so low on the table in quite a while, so it was a good response from them. And we'll see how they go in two weeks' time in their next matchup.
2: Which they might have Michelle Heyman available for if she's fit.
0: Mm. I'm sure that I'm sure they'll break the news before that. Uh, in that regard, are they home? Yes, they're home. So, if that is true, I'm sure that uh, Gunga United will announce that on Facebook so they can get as big a crowd yeah, as she possible. Was,
2: she was close when I spoke to her in the semi final a few weeks back. She wasn't far away, and there was a half a chance she may have made the final it had Gengala made it. So, there's a potential really that in another two weeks she could be ready and, and raring to go, whether it's from the start or whether it's from the bench. Um, we'll wait and see, but it will be good to see in a you know, good shirt add a new dimension to the competition as well. All
0: right, let's get into the predictions. Canberra Croatia, West Canberra, London, is Sunday, June 13th, 2.30pm at Deakin Stadium. I'm going to go for a draw in this one. It's, of course, a rematch of the Fed Cup final. I think by that point, no matter what the result is in the Fed Cup final, they will have... the Both teams will know each other pretty well by that point, and I think it'll, they'll sort of draw each other out. In my opinion, Michael...
1: Uh, I'm going to go for a Canberra-Croatia win. Um, Partly just to be different uh, from from your tip. Um, But uh, I do expect um, by that time, uh, obviously it'll be a great encounter between the two sides. I expect it to be very close um, given how they've performed uh, this season. And even though they've gone through the recent uh, hiccup uh, of of both of these teams losing uh, this past weekend, I've, I think that it'll be a very close game and I, I just expect Canberra Croatia uh, to edge it. Any thoughts on this one, Russ?
2: Yeah, I probably agree with Michael on this one if I was going to take a, a, a dib at all because um, I think is uh, definitely going to be suspended for this one, even if she is available for the cup final. Um, and, and we, for all the reasons we talked about earlier on, having her not there is going to be a big one for them, a big loss for them. And I think uh, Canberra Croatia will probably have too much firepower for Emma Stambridge's team, although it'll be very close.
0: Wagga City Wanderers, Tuggeran United, Sunday, June 13th, 2:30 p.m. at Gissing Oval in Wagga. I'm going to go for Wagga for this one. But uh Paulo Romero's side, by that point, that'll be about three matches or two matches under his under his um regime. And they are they are improving in, in bits and pieces where they can. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how long until they get their first, first victory, because eventually Parler will find something, a uh, system that will work for that side. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Michael?
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there, Matt. I'm going to go for a Waga City Wanderers uh, victory uh, at home, at guess, Oval. over there. Um, sorry? Pizza order. Pizza order out right there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go on, I'll go get it. Keep, keep speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to turn I'm going to go for the home side here, but I do hope that Tuggerong United are able to um, get on the score sheet uh, again. Uh, I know that they only just scored their second goal of the season in their last game, but um, hopefully that's given them the confidence to um, you know, put a, put a few more in the back of the net. Uh, so even though I think that Wagga City Wanderers will win, I'm sort of pulling for Tuggeron United to hopefully put a goal or two um, past Wagga City as well. I think Wagga City are
2: probably going to be too strong for Tuggerong in this one as well. Again, Gissing Oval, hard place to go to um, for any team. And uh, you'd hope to see an improved Tuggerong in this second, third of the season um, under Paulo Romero. Stan Mitchell did a great job in, in tough circumstances following the departure of Michael Aldred. Um, so you hope we'll see some more consistent performances from Tuggerong. They've shown in patches, haven't they, um, I mean, in, in quite a few of the games recently, that they when they get it together, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. Unfortunately, they just run out of steam or they concede an unfortunate goal or they concede a penalty here or there, and those kind of things add up and then the weight of the world's on your shoulders. But, yeah, hoping for a better performance from them, and I'm sure it won't be long before they do get something on the board.
0: And Jeremy said Croatia in the first match, and he said Wagga uh, for the second match. The third match is Bengali United-Canberra Olympic Sunday, June 13th, 3 p.m. at Gunggallan in close. I'm going to go on a draw with this one. Um, Gunggallan United are a starting to hit form again, but so are Canberra Olympic, and they've shown defensively what they can do. We all know if they go behind, Ash Ash Sykes is there to get them back into it. But um, this could could also be Michelle Hayman's uh, debut as well. I think this this either will be very short, or it'll like, a very short, as in like nil nil or one one, or it could be or there could be a lot of goals in it. So. It's gonna be interesting to see how this one goes, especially if it is Sykes versus Heyman.
1: Michael? I'm gonna go for a Gung Island United win. Um to AM. for them to build off um this victory um that they got um against uh Tagrenong. But I think that a lot of that will depend on, you know, like you said, Russ, if Michelle does make her sort of uh debut at, at, at this point, I think that could obviously. Swing the pendulum in their favour, uh, to say the least. So if she features in this game, whether that's from the start or she comes off the bench for maybe you know twenty minutes, half an hour, um, I can definitely see that um, that that would have a massive impact. Um, and that's why I'm going to go for Gungahlin United. So hopefully she gets a feature uh, in this game if that's when she makes uh, her her debut. From my point of view,
2: I think you, you, it's going to be a really tight game between two sides that are, are quite close and evenly matched. And the addition of Heyman, if she does come on, is going to make it very interesting as well. Both sides can score goals. Both sides can concede goals. Um, if I was going to tip, I would go for a draw. I think Jeremy has actually gone for a draw as well um, for this one because I don't think there's going to be much between them. They're two really good sides who are, are in reasonable form. And, um looking forward to actually looking at that, looking at that one it should be a decent match.
1: Absolutely. There's some, yeah, some very good um, matches in this round nine of NPL, uh, W. And we'll get into the last game um, for these round nine uh, fixtures, uh, which will be uh, Canberra United Academy at home to Belconor United, uh, which should be a fantastic game. Um, Saturday, June 13th, 3. PM at Hawker um, football center there Um is a really tough one. I mean, it could be a, it, it could be a. I'm going to go for a draw in this one, um, given how the academy um, played uh, against Canberra Croatia and mm. how great they were in that one to get the uh, victory. Uh, but also on the other side of the uh, equation, you've got and United who are coming mm. off the back of a good win. Uh, they're obviously top of the table on goal difference. Um, I don't think there's obviously a lot separating these two sides. Like there are um, like there also isn't much to separate um, the others. Uh, some of the other sides uh, in the other fixtures for this round. So um, I'm going to go for uh, a draw in, in this one.
0: I'm going to go for CUA. Uh, I, I just think they're in really good form and they've shown that they have no fear against the bigger oppositions in saying that though, this could, this could be a high scoring one, actually. Um Or regardless, I just think it'll be close either way. And yeah, sorry for my tardiness. Uh, There was a delivery here. And uh, for some reason they called the cafe instead of my brother's number. So there you go. My apologies. Anyway, uh, are we ready to move on to MPL2 now? Yeah,
2: I was just going to say about that one, it could go either way, couldn't it? I mean, we've just seen Canberra United Academy come out on top at home to Belconnen. Hawker Football Centre is a real leveler as well in that respect. Belconnen probably won't enjoy playing on it. It should be a great game. And I believe that might be the one that's being covered. Um, by Jeremy in, in the WMPL commentary that weekend. If it is, uh, tune in because it should be a belter.
0: It certainly should be. And quickly, MPLW, uh, you and I, Michael, two each this week. Michael, uh, Jeremy killed this week with four. So it's creeping up on us. It is you and Jeremy tied on 21 points in second place, and me still at the top with 23 points in MPLW. All right. Moving well, Jeremy on. Jeremy got four out of four. four. Yeah, Jeremy got four out of four this week. Yeah.
2: It seems unlikely, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all MPL right. yeah. npl2 which is also starting to spice up especially near the top of the table am ufc two Canberra white eagles one carters and Hines. carters once again with the goal has been incredible lately and mccarthy once again with the goal for white eagles A consistent scorer for them white eagles from most accounts started very brightly broke well uh but tried to uh, defend ANU because they knew ANU would control the majority of possession, as they do in most matches, probably bar the Queenie City match uh, so far this season. So, they, so ANU controlled possession. They moved forward a lot. Uh, they, they clicked a lot better in the second half, and Uh, were able to overcome uh, White Eagles in that second half. But White Eagles had a very good performance uh, from all accounts, especially in the first half, but they just weren't able to hold on. And ANU retained top spot along with uh, O'Connor tied on points, but I believe uh, what ANU have a better goal difference at the moment. Uh, Any thoughts on this one, Russ?
2: Yeah, and you big win for them um, to come from behind as well. Shows some good character and determination as well. Ed McCarthy, as you mentioned, on the team. Sam Carter, he said, I think that's nine for the season for him now. I think he's uh, been in great form. And um, Adam Kondipadera and his team will be delighted that they've managed to come away with three points against what is traditionally a very tricky match against the White Eagles. And, and it's a result which helps everybody else below White Eagles in the table, particularly Ugali, who we'll talk about in a minute, who can close the gap. Um, for... ANU, though, they just keep trucking six wins out of eight and only dropped one uh, loss this season so far. Um, they're looking in good form, and they've got a decent squad from through first grade to 23s as well. So, yeah, they're doing well. It's a uh, decent match, and um, one to keep an eye
0: and I forgot to mention Graham Plath is also back now for White Eagles, uh, the coach, of course, of last season and the season before that, I believe. So uh, welcome back to Graham Plath in MPL 2. Uh, he knows his side uh, quite well, and they've done well with him in the past. So it'll be uh, intriguing to see how the rest of the season goes in was, that regard.
2: It was surprising when they let him go, wasn't it? I mean, considering the, the, the how well they did last year. I mean, they didn't win it, which is probably a prerequisite if you're coaching the White Eagles, <laughs> is to, to come away with a trophy. But, yeah, surprising they let him go, but he's back now, and uh, um, we'll see how he goes,
1: keeping on it. I mean, you two uh, hit the nail on the head pretty much with the ANU results. a good bounce-back uh, result for them, I think. Uh, as well against uh, Eagles there. Um, a bit of, I think a and are a bit of a bogey team for Eagles uh, in recent time uh, as well. They always seem to sort of have their number. Um, but nevertheless, they're always tight um, I- encounters there. Um, the next match, Queanbeyan um, City um, 5-1 against uh, the Brindabella Blues. Um, Shields scored a double, uh, for the hosts, uh, Nadeski, Adams, and Keita on the score sheet as well for Coambien, Um and Scafer on the uh, score sheet for the last time uh, for the Brindabella Blues, as we discussed earlier, uh, seeing that he's making the switch to Belconne United in the MPL 1. Um, so the Brindabella Blues are definitely going to miss him uh, going forward. Uh, but uh, talking about this encounter in particular, Queanbeyan City, um, not surprised that they were able to put five goals in the back of the net because um they're a relentless attacking side and they've displayed that a number of times uh this season um so they, they, they obviously keep themselves in the, in the hunt for that top spot as they're only 1 point off uh the O'Connor Knights and ANU uh Shields, Shields sorry has uh, actually been really hitting his stride at the moment as well he's got six goals uh, in, in the last few matches, which is what they would have hoped uh, from their striker. Um, the Brindies uh, weren't able to uh, take in, uh to the limit as they have um, the last few times they've uh, faced each other. Um, Queenian just put um, sort of their the foot on the gas and uh, did what we um, obviously expect from them. They're, they're a side that can just flood um, players in attacking areas and they're always capable of scoring four or five goals a game. that's how much attacking prowess they they have up mm-hmm. under Gabby Wilk there um Russ obviously they closed the gap there um on the top of the table uh to 1 point uh which boasts uh really well for them uh, in terms of a positive sign in this season um a great, a great result for Queenian wasn't it Russ
2: Yeah brilliant result for Queenian puts some pressure keeps pressure on the Knights and ANU you at the top and uh keeps them ahead of the White Eagles as well and it's turning into a very really tasty battle for that promotion spot in MPL in 2, and it's only going to get better as the season goes on. Uh, you're just spot on with the fact that they just score goals a plenty. Um, and the important thing from them, Mark Shields, as you said, has found his feet, scored a penalty on the weekend as well, which is good. Um, and so they'll keep on going on and they'll score plenty more goals because they've got the players to do so. They'll create chances and they will score goals. Brindabella Blues... Losing Curtis Schaefer is a huge blow for them. Um, you can't blame the lad. He wants to give it a go at NPO1. He's in fine form at the moment as well uh, for Zoran gravinich's team. want to give a quick shout-out as well to James Keach from the under-23s team. He had a rather nasty-looking injury um, in that match, which put him into hospital as well. So mm. he's recovering from that as well. And so uh, best wishes um, uh, for a quick and swift recovery to James as well if he's if he's listening to this
0: one. Yeah, best of, luck to, uh, best of luck to him. And you mentioned how uh, Brindavella Blues are going to miss Curtis Schaefer. They will, but Zach Lawrence, is uh, still there, and he's been, also been very pivotal up front, creating a lot of uh, a lot of their chances and a lot of the assists they've scored this they need, season.
2: They need him to step up, don't they, in Schaefer's um, yeah. goal-scoring boots, so to speak.
0: Indeed, and it's great to see Mark Shields as well. Uh, he's, he's been doing really well uh, recently, scoring uh, another two today. And Queenie City, like we mentioned, look very dangerous up front. So for them, it's uh, where they've dropped points is some of the bigger matches this season. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they face the likes of ANU and that again. Uh, next matchup, we have Western Molongolo uh, 2, Ugali 3, Delali with both the goals for Western Malongolo and Ro- uh, Roach, Moon and M. Donadel with the goals for Ugali. From all accounts, it's a very back and forth matchup. A lot of goals in this one. Uh, a lot of great attacking plays. Both sides sort of uh, controlled um, uh, bits of possession throughout the matchup. But this is a big win for Ugali, as it's their first win in Canberra. They did get an away victory against Wagga, but it's their first victory in Canberra in the league so far this season. So this is um, a a big stepping point for a big step up for them in that regard. So for Ugali, uh, they've got a lot of quality. We've seen it. We saw in the FA Cup against Tigers. So... They've been putting the performances away from home, but they haven't been able to get away from home, but they haven't been able to get that victory. And now they do. Uh, on Western Malonglo, though, they'll feel a little disappointed not to come away with some points. There was a goal that was uh, disallowed, though, for the ref called it an offside in the first one. And we, Chris Webb mentioned on the show last week, the big thing for them has been injuries. And out of those five or six players that were injured, um, Ashley Blount was also missing. He was, wasn't one of the players that was missing the last couple of weeks that we've mentioned. But the majority of those players should be back in a fortnight's time when the league resumes after the week off. So that would be a, that will be a massive plus for them. Any thoughts on this one? Important for Ugali to get the three points, wasn't
2: it? I mean, it, it game against Western Malonglo, they would probably expect to win. Um, but Western Malonglo, and I've mentioned it twice in this show already, teams that you struggle to play against, Ugali seem to have issues with Western Malonglo yeah. with the style that they put out, the combativeness that they put in. Unsurprising that Danny Roche scored again. He's a class act up front for them. Mason Donodale with a goal and DJ Jack Moon with the other. Um, he moonlights as a DJ in his spare time as well. So I'm sure he's spinning some decks after scoring that one. Um, but for Ugali to come to camera and get a result is, is fantastic for them. Um, with White Eagles losing as well, I mentioned it does close the gap to that top four as well, which is at this stage of the season might not seem important, but psychologically it is. Um, and it keeps them in touch, doesn't it? Because at the moment, that division looks like it's going to split into a 5-3 shift where you've got five that are pushing for promotion on the top four. And at the moment, Wagga City and Weston just clinging to the coattails of them and needing results to go their way. Um, for Weston, they'll need those players back because it doesn't get any easier for them next week, does it? Or the, um, in their next match away at Queen and City. So if they can get them back and they can get that defensive uh, solidity that they had to, when we were talking this time last year under Ned Jeans' team... Um, that'll be a
0: tough beat. Any thoughts, Michael? Or are we ready to move on to our last matchup?
1: I think we're. I think I'm ready to to move on. I th- I think the other thing I can really say that I think is of um, importance that you guys have already raised is the fact that they got their first away victory in Canberra this season. Um, which which will do really well uh, for them in terms of their confidence. Um, when they um head back on the road, um. Going forward, so um, a great uh, away victory uh for them, and it's just something that they'll obviously look to continue to uh build on now that they've finally got that um away um victory success.
2: And to save us loads of text messages and, and messages, they did actually win in Canberra in the cup, yes. The no, first, I did, I did, first I did league you did mention I did the league mention thing <laughs> I did, oh,
1: okay. That. Well, in the in the MPL 2 competition, that was their yeah, first. I mean, win. you mentioned it. It,
2: it, it, I've got nothing but um, you know, huge admiration for them. Every second week to get, having yep. made that, tro- that trip yep. for a cup tie, um, to get in the bus every week and do that, and then to get off the bus, have a warm-up play, and go back again, it- it's incredible. Yep. And the fact that they can come here and get any sort of result is is uh, top quality for Luke Santolin and his group. Um, just hope that they can keep bringing um, competitive squads each week as the season ticks on, as the injuries start to roll in as well. Um, they're in for the long haul, and, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, so our last matchup in MPL 2 was O'Connor Knights getting a victory over uh, Wagga City Wanderers. 3-1 in that one. Uh, The O'Connor Knights scorers were James Ward with 2 and Walsh, uh, whereas uh, for Wagga City Wanderers, it was O-Chang who got on the score sheet. Um, Another important victory for O'Connor Knights as they uh, stay top of the league uh, alongside uh, ANU. Um, Jade, uh, James Ward has really come into his own uh, this season with O'Connor. Um, arriving at the club uh, from White Eagles uh, before the season began. And um, he scored uh, two two goals in in this one. So I think he's really come into his own um, from the start of the the year where O'Connor was struggling a little bit. But now that they've managed to um, put some results together and they've uh, got themselves up, tied, uh, top of the table, um, he's really come into his own uh, as, as well, which is great to see. Uh, Wagga turned uh, their form around uh, for the last um, two games, getting victories over Wide Eagles and, and, and the Brindies, obviously that stopped uh, here at, against O'Connor. Um, so it's not something that they should hang their heads on uh, too much. Um, obviously they got, obviously those two very important uh, victories before um, running into O'Connor. So it'll just be a case of them making sure they can bounce back um, and look at those uh, results uh, to keep pushing forward, um, to keep putting themselves um higher up the ladder uh, as as the season continues to uh go along. But um it's a great victory for O'Connor Knights. It, it gets them uh tied top of the table, which is exactly where they want to be um in that sort of position where they're vying to obviously uh get promoted to uh MPL one as much as the other teams uh, at that Uh, half of the table looking to do uh, also. Uh, Russ, what are your uh, thoughts on this result?
2: A home game against Wagga City Wanderers is one the Knights would have looked at and thought, um, this is one we should win. Um, But those ones are always the potential banana skins, aren't they? They're the ones they expected to, to become victorious in, which sometimes you become a little bit complacent and sometimes you take your foot off the gas and it goes against you. To their credit, they didn't they got the result they needed. And as you mentioned, J. James Ward's been in good form. A rare goal for Liam Walsh as well. Doesn't get too many these days. The uh, former Premier League player and um, nice for him to be on the score sheet. As you mentioned for Wogger. Um, again, they've, they've, they've been competitive and that's important for them to do so. Um, they're, they're falling off the top four pace at the moment with only six points from, from the eight matches that they've played. So they need to start picking up if they want to have aspirations of that top four and get into a ground final like they did last year. Um we did think it was going to be a season of rebuild for Dave Leonard and his team at the Wanderers, and it seems to be that way at the moment. But for O'Connor Knights, well, they just keep going on, don't they? And they're at the top there. Um, we've got some really big matches coming up, of which they're going to be a part of, isn't it?
0: Yeah, indeed. And credit to Wagger for bouncing back the last two weeks as well. It, it, I'm sure it would have been easy for them, mm-hmm. considering how much... I know a lot of teams have changed in MPL too, but like we've mentioned, there was probably more changes there than anywhere else, especially to that starting eleven. I think you mentioned in an interview I did with him this week, only like... Three players or something um, and lovely, were in that squad last season. Yeah, and a wealth of
2: experience has gone as well, and, no. that, and that's huge, especially with players that have had experience playing in Canberra competitions before. They know what it's all about. Not there anymore, and these guys, these guys are doing themselves proud. They've had a good cup run as well. They've come down here and, and played in a, in, a, in a cup game into Premier League opposition too, um, and we saw them beat Brenda Bella earlier in the season as well. And a couple of results recently, so they've got it in the. They've got the ability, haven't they? Um, it's just a question of whether they can keep turning it on um, when they come here each week.
1: All right,
0: Michael, what are are the round
1: nine matches? Yeah, so first up, we have Wagga City Wanderers up against ANU uh, at Gissing Oval, Saturday, June 12th at 2.15 p.m. Uh, I'm going to go for an ANU uh, victory here. Um, Even though they'll have to make do with the travel requirements, uh, I do think that uh, the ANUs, uh, their quality, uh, will will get them over the line. uh, so I'm going to side uh, with, with ANU getting the three points um, in this match.
0: I, I agree. I'm going to go with ANU. It is going to be a tougher match than uh, people think. Like you mentioned, the travel there—it's never easy to travel to places like Wagga and Griffith. They're always strong outfits at home, but ANU have proved this season that they can sort of be very adaptable and um, and win or at least get some points against every sort of opposition. So I'm going to go with ANU. Any thoughts on this on Ross?
2: Yeah, I think um, you're probably both um, pretty correct with that one. I would I would suggest Walker City have struggled to score at home this season, funnily enough. Didn't score in the first two matches against O'Connor and Ugali, but did find the net in the one that went over Brinda Bella. So they've shown they can do that um, against Brinda Bella. Uh, that's a good result. And New, different kettle fish. Um, They're a very strong side. They've shown on their travels that they can get results to places like Ugali as well, even considering that was two days after their cup quarterfinal for Luke Sandlin's team. But any um, on their travels are good. Uh, there's a reason they're top of the table at the moment.
1: So next up, we've got Canberra White Eagles at home to Brindabella Blues, Saturday, June 12th, 3pm, uh, Woden Park enclosed. Um, I'm going to go for a White Eagles uh, victory here. Um, I expect them to bounce back. Uh, and I do think that the absence now of uh, Scafer for Brindabella Blues will play a massive impact uh, for Brindabella. Um and in terms of finding that um, replacement in, in the goals department, so we, we know the influence that Scafer had going forward um, and his ability to put the ball in the back of the net. So we'll just see how Brindabella are able to deal uh, with his absence. Um, and I, I think that that won't come in time uh, when they play uh, White Eagles. So I'm going to go for White Eagles at home.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go with the White Eagles at home as well. I think it's going to take a little bit of time just for them to get used to uh, that system. And like you mentioned, uh, it's yeah, Lawrence is going to have to step up and, um, yep. and bring the goals. He can definitely create them. But um, without Schaefer, um, I'm intrigued to see what they do going forward. Maybe a formation change, or maybe something. It's uh, Zoran's a very experienced coach. He'll definitely work something out that works right for his team. But it might take a match or two to get used to that in that regard. So I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. Russ? Yeah, 14 goals for the Blues this season, nine of them for Curtis
2: Schaefer, which means there's only five amongst the rest of the squad. That tells the story, doesn't it? I mean, and when you've got sheer pace like he does, it's going to cause any defenders troubles. Now, if you'd been around, um, or you think, well, he's got the ability with Jack Laurent on the break as well, the call to White Eagles, all sorts of issues. Um, as you said, though, finding a replacement for him is going to be really tough. And Canberra White Eagles, well their narrow defeat last weekend. They'll be looking to get back into winning ways and keep the pressure on those at the top because they've got aspirations on that promotion spot as well. So I'll be very surprised if it's anything but an Eagles win.
0: But you never know. Indeed. Next matchup, Michael?
1: Yeah, Queen City City uh, at home to Western Malongolo Saturday, June 12th, 3.15 uh, at High Street there. I'm going to go for a Queen City win. Um, obviously, I touched on prior about their attacking prowess. Um, I expect them uh, to score a fair few goals. Uh, in this one, um, but that could easily be uh, a lot harder for them to come by if Western Malangelo do sharpen up uh, defensively. We know that they can um, sort of set up in a compact shape uh, to, in a way, frustrate uh Queen City uh, and really soak up all the pressure and, and hope to maybe hit on the counter-attack uh, to maybe sneak a goal or two to come away uh, for a victory for them. But um, I'm going to say that they're... Uh, Queanbeyan City pressure and uh, talent that they have uh, going forward will prove to be a bit too much. So I'm going to go for a Queanbeyan City win.
0: I agree and if they have all those players back, it's not going to be a similar matchup to what we saw when we saw this match in the previous round of fixtures where it was 5-1 but it, yep. uh, in all due respect it could have easily been 10 or 15-1. There was just that many chances of Queanbeyan City that day and with a full strength uh Western Mongolo squad, I think Queen will have just too much for them, but its I don't think it's going to be a similar sort of match-up to what we saw in the previous rounds. Any thoughts on this one, Russ? Yeah, I think you're both right there. I think with Western Mongolo can get everybody back on the park. They've
2: got enough quality to frustrate Queen Bean City, whether it's enough to get anything from the game is a different propos- proposition altogether. And when you've got the quality of Michael Keaton, Michael Adams to create opportunities, even if you've got the best defence, the best pack defence, and you make it hard, they can pick the passes. And with Mark Shields up front, you've got players that can put them away. So I think Queen Bean City will be favourites, and rightly so.
1: What's the last matchup of round nine, Michael? Yeah, we've got Yulgali at home to O'Connor Knights Saturday, uh, June 12th. 4 p.m. at Solomad Stadium. I'm going to side with uh, O'Connor Knights to um, get the away victory uh, there, uh, given the form that they're in uh, at the moment of the last um, month or so. They've really been hitting their stride. Um, and, yeah, I, I just expect them to continue uh, that ma- that momentum. I mean, we'll see if the travel uh, to your will play a factor or not, but um, I think that the overall quality That O'Connor Knights have it won't really phase them uh, too much, so I'm going to go for O'Connor.
0: I'm going to go for draw on this one. I think Ugali have proved that they can uh, step up for these occasions, especially at home. Uh, But O'Connor Knights obviously have the um, momentum coming into it. I can see this match going one of all three ways, but I'm, I'm I'm going to go for draw here. I think this will be a very very entertaining match, which will be live on ugali's facebook ma- uh, page like their matches usually are i actually think this one's going to be one of the pivotal games of the season to be mm. honest
2: i mean you look at the league table right now and ugali get a result against o'connor not only does that put them on 15 right on the tail coattails or possibly in the four um keeps them going it means that anu if they do win have a little bit of a cushion at the top and it puts queen in a bit further ahead um well for the first time ahead of o'connor knights if it goes mm. the other way all of a sudden ugali might be a little bit further behind again. And then in terms of that promotion spot to, to MPL one, it might be too much for them to make up in the, in the second th- and third, third of the season. So I think, I actually think this is one of the pivotal matches of the season. And if you get the chance to tune in at four o'clock on the Facebook page, probably well worth a watch because mm. you know this could go any which way. And I uh, think whoever comes out on top, if they do, might well kickstart them for the rest of the campaign.
0: All right, that's MPL uh, two done and dusted. We will be back next week, of course, with uh, our reviews of the Fed Cup and the FFA Cup final. Which we'll mention very shortly. I just want to apologise for the uh, for the issues I just had there, where I was in and out of the uh, in and out of the chat. But thanks for keeping it going, guys. Uh, Russ, uh, do you want to quickly mention? Uh, the coverage on Bar TV this weekend with Fed Cup and Fed Cup uh, qualifying finals. Yeah, Federation Cup
2: final for the women's kicks off at 2 o'clock on the weekend. I'll be commentating. Jeremy McGann will be my analyst. Uh, That's West Canberra Wonders versus Canberra Croatia. We're going to get a new name on the Women's Federation Cup. Neither of those sides have won it in the past, so it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in that one. And then at 5 o'clock... Uh, possibly the biggest match in Canberra men's football um, at the moment. The FFA Cup qualifying final, Tigers FC versus Monero Panthers. Not perhaps the final we expected at the start of the season, but two sides um, who are going hell for leather to get that spot in the FFA Cup round of 32. Myself and Steve Forshaw will take you through that one. The battle of the big cats. And uh, battle the cats. You're not sure who could uh, who you'd pick to win either of those games, to be perfectly honest, would you? But we might get a result. I have said to my daughter, we get the... Uh, the answer to that age-old question, who would win in a fight between the Panther and the Tiger? <laughs> well, we're going to find out on the weekends. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think for in terms of an FA Cup FFA Cup final, it's Tigers defending their crown. Panthers looking for the first one um, in a long time since they were into Monero, I believe, back in the day. and um, They're looking for an FA Cup around a 32 spot for the first time. And we might see Frank Keisha back as well on the sideline. There's a potential that he will make that final after being ill for the last few weeks and we haven't seen him around. So it'd be good to see him back as well hopefully leading his team out onto the field. And Ryan Grogan there with his Tigers FC, really excited for it. Tune in for both of those. Should be two cracking cup matches live on Bar TV. Yeah,
0: I should have preview interviews with all four of the coaches up on Facebook, at least before the game starts on Saturday. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It should be a cracker. Michael, any last words before we sign off for episode 30?
1: Uh, No, I mean, these two finals are going to be, I think... A great games of football uh, to, to watch, so I'm very interested to see who comes out uh, on top of both of them. Um, so we might not have um, much to dissect in terms of games like we normally do, um, but nevertheless, it will give us more of a chance to talk about those two games in, in, in particular when we do our next episode. So I'm um, looking forward to that.
0: I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, Russ, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you next week for the reviews.
2: Yeah, thanks very much for having me back on, guys. It's been great to have a chat about NPL football as always and continue to do the good job that you two do with this show. Um, 30 episodes young and still going and sure around for many, many more.
0: Look forward to uh, the weekend. There's not as much football on, but they're two massive games that everyone is certainly looking forward to. If you want to... Tune in, tune in bar TV. If you want to get there, Deacon Stadium is the place to be this Saturday. Thank you. Can, you, for, you can yeah. actually sit by the uh, commentary tower and get the best of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> and get it in real time instead of the one minute delay we'll or whatever that. it is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. And we'll uh, see you next week for those of you. Thank you.